0: And in most cases, I think the belief is that they need to grow the business, need to make money for the business. But that's on the purpose. That's the consequence. That's what happens when they do a good job helping others solve their problems. And I think this is what an offer needs to do. So when you put yourself like in the perspective of your dream client, not asking yourself, how can I sell my stuff to this person and what should be the right price, but asking yourself, what does this person try to achieve?
1: So hello, Manuel, welcome new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, our Q&A session for this week. Topic is uh, selling with confidence. And um, today we're going to discover maybe what is this term about, uh, how to get there and maybe things that we should avoid when we want to sell um, something to our customers even more with uh, confidence. Um, First question from my side, Manuel how to get away from this um prioritizing focusing on my our awesome cool product service whatever and start really focusing on the customer and the needs of the customer
0: yeah i think that's what you should do to um sell with confidence because if you just try to sell your stuff to people that don't really want it you just like create an environment of high pressure and then hopefully they want to escape the pressure by buying your product. And so you leave them in silence and peace. I think that's the old way, the hard selling way to sell. And I never experienced that you can sell with confidence because you need to believe that selling is something good. But if you just sell for yourself to sell your stuff, I don't know what should be good for that. So. To answer your question, how to escape that and to sell with confidence and move away from the old-fashioned way to just talk about yourself and how awesome you are and your own offers instead of providing value. I think it all starts with um, changing the mindset of what selling means and what your offers, your services or your products should do. And in most cases, I think the belief is that they need to grow the business, need to make money for the business, but that's on the purpose. That's the consequence. That's what happens when they do a good job, helping others solve their problems. And I think this is what an offer needs to do. So when you put yourself like in the perspective of your dream client not asking yourself, how can I sell my stuff to this person and what should be the right pl- price? But asking yourself, what does this person try to achieve? And what are the current problems and obstacles that prevent this person from achieving these goals and results? Right? It can be, it can be a business owner trying to grow his or her business. And the biggest problem is that they have no idea how to win clients online because offline channels are dead. So if this is the situation and they want to get more clients, more sales using online channels, so there is a gap. And the question is now, how can you build an offer that helps this person bridge the gap and achieve the result they want to achieve, right? Your offers are just a vehicle to help a person get from where they are to where they want to be. And that's like how you can approach it. And then when you have such offers, you can sell with much higher confidence, because what you're doing is not just selling people your stuff, it's helping people to get what they really want and speed up this process.
1: And in general speaking, um, a great impression is always everything. How do you make sure you get that part right in a digital space?
0: I think it doesn't matter if it's digital or physical, because in the end, it's just just communication. In the end, it's just like, ignore the channel, right? Digital is just a channel. If you want to sell it online, offline, on TikTok, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on an exhibition, via the phone, via going to the door, ringing the bell of random people, that's just all channels. And when you have a crappy product, then, of course you need to find another way to connect to a person on a personal level so that the person does not necessarily buy the product, but buys because he or she likes you and has a lot of trust. There is no doubt that trust is required to build a relationship, whichever relationship you want, also a sales or business relationship. But if this is the only value you can provide, personal trust and a personal relationship, without providing real value through your offer, um, then of course it's a lot easier to sell with physical presence, but online you cannot play with all the tricks, right? You need to have like you need to need to have a good offer and then a great communication that is not about you but about your client. So taking your client from where they are with all the problems, talking about these problems to show them that you understand them, and then move them step by step, one step closer to where they want, one step at a time. And there could be like three to five steps that are free, right? For example, the problem education help them understand exactly what is their problem and what's the root cause first step. I always do that for free. Nobody would pay you for telling them their problems, right? And then the next step could be a strategy, a project plan, um, a blueprint, implementation roadmap, whatever. You can also make this for free. And then the next step could be and so on. And at a certain time, client can pay you to do it with you.
1: Right. So um, let's talk about also the importance of the right language. What uh, should I focus on? Um, what should I maybe avoid when talking directly or indirectly to prospects or customers?
0: Yeah, what you already said, we talking about yourself. Avoid talking about (laughs) straight about the solution because if clients don't understand the problem in detail, there can't be a solution per definition. So I would always start with what motivated you to talk to me? Right? What's in other words, what's your main problem? What created the pressure so that you are looking for a solution? And why do you think I'm the right person to talk to? You want to understand that because this is building the understanding of where the person currently is. So I would not directly jump in with, oh, okay, got you. You need more sales. So this is the way that people are just overhand, right? And um, if you just start about talking about yourself, then the person will ask him or herself, what's in for me? So that's what I also would avoid. How do you work or approach a no from a customer
1: or from a prospect? Many are afraid about this, uh, getting a rejection, whatever. Uh, and, but uh, it's part of the business. But how, how, how you work with that personally or in your, your business?
0: I mean, a no is just the next opportunity to find out what's the main objection from your client that you need to handle so that you get a yes. It's like every problem. It's an opportunity. It's the question if you want to say, Another no, sales is so boring. I'm not successful. I never close a deal. I will never be successful, blah, 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 right? Then you will never get there because your thoughts will just keep you staying where you are. They don't move you forward to find a solution. But if you take the no and uh, and you stay curious and say, hey, I got you. So what is the main thing that you are missing, right? I mean, you, you typically don't just get a no. You get a no in context, either when you talk about the price or when you, get, when you talk about the offer. Or maybe right. you, you want to get many yeses. Right? For example, when you talk about the problem, you want to end that with a question. So did I understand your problem correctly? When you get a no, then say, oh, I got it. So what did I miss? Tell me. And you continue the conversation with that no. And then you describe it again so that you get a yes, right? And then the next thing is you talk about where the client wants to be about the goal. And then you want to get a yes again. So it's a path of many yeses. And when you stop this path with the first no, then you lost, of course. It's like you always need to continue trying to get behind this no, correct that so that you get a yes. And then if you have many yeses in the end, you will also get a yes. The chances are pretty high. So, there is not this single no. There is just a lot of failures you made. And the biggest failure is stop with the first no and say, mm, didn't work. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the feeling I have sometimes uh, when I see that, uh, um, yeah, the, after the first uh, two no's, maybe <laughs> let's put a number there, uh, people are getting frustrated and they just stop right asking the question and say, okay, this is uh, not working or this customer just doesn't want. But maybe you're just yeah, we need to dig, dig deeper and um, see what, what really is the cause and uh, the root of the problem. And
0: that's a good thing, because obviously, if you talk to a client in a sales conversation, I'm not talking about the first contact at an exhibition. That's not a sales conversation. That's a lead conversation a get to know mm-hmm. conversation. But when you are in a sales conversation and you just get a know, I mean, the client took his or her time to talk to you. And that's for a reason. They are always here because Of a reason, they have a problem and they want to solve it. They are curious about something, but you didn't do a good enough job to figure out what exactly it is and then provide an offer that is by far less expensive than the value of the person achieving this result, right? When you have a high value that you can help your client get, for example, a lot more free time, a lot more revenue, higher profits, better employees, whatever and your price is just a fifth or a tenth of this value, and maybe you can add a guarantee so that you take all the risk away from your client, then it should be a no-brainer offer. right? But if your offer is just low value, high price, and you take none of the risks your client has, then, of course, there's a pretty high entry barrier for your client to get trust and basically start working through.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, you just scratched like pricing uh, a couple of times. Maybe um, let's dig there into um, how to handle the pricing in general not not be not too cheap, not too expensive. Where, where is the sweet spot? And maybe after that, we can also talk about discounts because they are maybe sometimes handled also too easily.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, about the price. But I already said I typically try to look at So where do I want to move the client to? What is the main result they want to get where I help them with? And how much time can they save and how much like failures can they avoid by taking my knowledge um, that is based on the failures that I already made? So I paid my time, my money, my hair for making these failures and getting this knowledge. So what is it that the client saves? Right. And then Stack that all together, which is kind of the value stack. And if your price is like tenth or a fifth of that value, then it's good. But it must be you must be able to clearly express the value, and you must be able to like set the price in relation to this value. And then it should be like, okay, that's ten times more. It's a no-brainer for me to do that. But that's how I calculate the prices.
1: Okay. Um yeah last question topic from my side today are important steps learnings from your side that you can sh- maybe share um to close uh, the sale um to close the deal whatever um, what what is important when maybe you stop because there's uh, no no um, no success inside, whatever um how, how you handle those uh, closings
0: Yeah that's a good idea and let's talk about the discounts that you mentioned before I think that fits perfectly to this question um, you said that discounts are typically given too fast, too early. And that typically happens when salespeople are not convinced by the value of their own offer or not convinced by their skills. So I, I don't know when I gave a discount last time when a client asked me. So I, I try to compete on value. So for example, when a client asks you for a discount, what they say is they don't see enough value in your offer. The price is too high, value is too low. So instead of reducing the price, I try to increase the value. That basically should solve the same problem. And I try to increase the value by putting more engagement in it, by giving them additional assets, by um, spending additional time with them, by adding a guarantee. What? Right? That's all on the value side. I try to increase that. And um, when, yeah, when you try to go to the closing, and closing just means asking a question, hey, Now you know the value, you know how it goes, you know the price. Do you want to do that? And when clients tell you, "Mm, I need to talk about that with my business partner, I would say, hey, that's totally fine. So which questions are open? Because what they are saying is not they need to talk to their business partner. What they are saying is, I'm not convinced. Or when they say, I need some time to think about it. Hey, I'm here. Which questions do you have? I'm happy to answer them all. Right now, when you just sleep an additional day, you still don't get an answer from me. So why not do it here, right? You need to handle the objections. And it's a good idea to create a list of typical objections and train yourself to handle them. Because when you are in a call, then you are not trained. It's hard to handle these objections at all. So these are yeah, very important things for the, closing, for the closing side. And when you are able to do this well, right, then you don't need to give a discount just to hope that the client will sign the contract. Because maybe it's not about the price. Maybe they are not, not certain enough that with your offer, they can achieve their goal. Then you can reduce the price by 50% and they will not buy if they don't believe you or trust you. So you need to bring, for example, additional testimonials, which proves them or connect them with other clients, which proves them that your method, your offer, your service is successful for them. Then you don't need to decrease the price. It's just the fastest thing and often the easiest thing, but the most expensive thing. There are many other opportunities to handle the objection. And in order to handle them, you need to really understand what is currently preventing the client from saying yes. And you can only figure that out by listening to your client and asking clarifying questions.
1: And when do you stop like chasing down a customer for, for closing the sales because that's the other, other extreme, like you have maybe some I would say that leads already in, in, your, yeah. in, your, in your pipe and they, they keep pounding on them and pounding on them and wasting time. But when, when do you like draw the line?
0: I typically don't chase them anymore at all. What I do is I give them kind of an action taker discount. That's a discount I do, but not because my client asked me. That's what I do because I want to have a decision in a time frame. And I give them a discount of 5%, 10%. If they buy in the next seven, 14, 30 days, just pick a time frame. Because typically those people that don't buy in this time frame, they never buy. They just wanted to see. So qualifying potential buyers is, of course, an important thing before you waste your time with just freebie seekers that are careers and want to learn something for free. So that's the only discount that I put In the sales system, in order to like add some scarcity, right? Or, or yeah, a limited timeline where they need to make a decision because then I know if they don't buy in this time frame, then they typically never buy, or maybe they buy in a year, but I don't need to chase them every week,
1: right? Cool, thank you for this insight. Um, any closing thoughts, uh, remarks from your side?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you are now listening to this and you want to increase your sales skills, sales performance, your revenue, the first thing and the main thing you really want to look at is your offers. right? We talked about that in the beginning when you just try to sell your offer from your perspective and talk about yourself instead of really understanding and analyzing the situation of your client and then provide an offer that is the vehicle to help your client get to the solution they want. I would just focus on that. Write down your perfect client avatar or persona. And then from there, I would look at, okay, what are the exact problems that I can help this person solve? And then you build your offer that solves this problem with the fastest way possible. And don't get that wrong because most people think, okay, but when I need uh, less time, I earn less money. That's total false belief because when you help your client get the result they want faster, You can even earn more money because the same result in a faster time is higher value. So people pay more money for that. Right. I would really look at these KPIs and build a very attractive offer that you can sell instead of just selling your time and um, trying to, yeah, trying to think you build a business, but you don't if you just like do everything always individually. I mean, you can be an employee, there's nothing bad about it. You can be a freelancer. Nothing bad about that. But if you want to build a scalable sales process, you need to have an offer. You need to have something tangible that you can multiply and sell again and again. Then you have a business and you can delegate stuff. If you don't want that, then you don't need to do all that. Then it's fine, right? But people often confuse that because they start as a freelancer, just as I did. And then they like, do some jobs, but they think they are building a business. That's not building a business if you don't have an offer that you can repeatedly sell.
1: Awesome, Manuel. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, see you next week on our next Q&A session.
0: Cool. Thank you very much. See you next week. Cheers. Bye bye. Take
1: care. Bye bye.